Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Behind the Sermon podcast. I'm Pastor Nate, and I've got three guests with me on the podcast today, and I've got uh, two of my sons, Benaya and Asher. Good morning. Good morning. And or then afternoon. we have for first time on the podcast, Emma, who's uh, joined us from Milton location. Give us a hello. Hello. So obviously, if you guys were at church on Sunday, um, you recognize these names because Benaya, Emma, Emma, and Asher preached the sermon on Sunday as we they kicked us off at a new series called New. So it is still Sunday. We're about 45 minutes from when they walked off the stage. And so guys, can you give me your, give me a recap? Um, How did it go? Do you guys feel comfortable about how it went? And uh, just give me your guys' overall feeling on the part that you preached. I think it went well. I think people got touched during this and Emma and Asher did amazing. Um, yeah. Emma, what's your thoughts? Um, I think we all did really good. It's kind of nerve-wracking in the beginning, but I think... How nervous were you on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, I was like 11 at the beginning, but as when I started talking, it just, I wasn't nervous at all. Awesome. Good. Asher, how'd it go for you? Um, when I walked out from behind the stage, um, it was... Um, it was like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of people. Um, like I saw every single face and that was, that's just, that was really weird seeing every single face. Um, and once I, I like, once I went out there, I like was just like shake. I was like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of people. And, um, was it easier or harder than you thought it was going to be for Emma and Asher? Because I know Benai has done it before. Um, when, when I went out, I was like, oh, no, this is, I don't think I'm going to be able to talk. And, but, like, once I, like, got through one sentence, it was easy. Like, I don't know. Awesome. It was a lot easier when I was I was practicing last night and I couldn't even do it in front of my mom and I was like I'm gonna freeze up there but I didn't so yeah you guys were great you guys were really good um we're gonna talk about the message but before we do that let's talk about church for a little bit all right next gen takeover as a next gen what does a Sunday like today mean to you guys does it mean anything to you yeah what do you mean like, what do I mean? What next gen is like? I don't know what you mean. Next gen, seeing everyone go in their spots, you can tell like that's where they're gonna be in when the order, and they're gonna be, they're gonna be the people running the church when they're older. It's just weird to look at that it, that way. Awesome. They're kids, but then they're gonna be grown ups running the church. Yep, that's cool. That that's definitely something that that means a lot to me during it. What does it mean to you, Next Gen Takeover? Um, it was kind of like a glimpse into the future. Just 
you don't necessarily do the same thing every next gen takeover. So it's really exploring the church and seeing where you belong. Yeah, because you sang last year, right? Mm-hmm. If I remember that right. So this year you preach. Which you like better, singing or preaching? Oh, that's hard. Well, you can like both. I like both. I like both. That's why I always sing on this podcast. Oh, I did. What, what about for you? Do you figure out what my question means yet, Bana? Um. So not just beyond like, do you like Next Gen Takeover or not? But as a young person and uh, for your church to give you the opportunity that they've given you. Is that, what does that mean to you? Like, does it mean anything to you? Uh, well, yeah. Um, well, I mean, what Emma said, it's like opportunities. This, the ne- generation that was running this is going to be the generation to take over. So I think that it's, it will be important to like have that. And like last year I talked about like, I could be the youth pastor. And then now to see Levi, Bobby and Johnny and Eloise up there cheering and singing like they they didn't I don't think they did that last year but I don't have a very good memory but like everyone's already growing and just to see God move through people and for kids to help lead that like some people think that kids can't do that stuff but to see that kids can do that stuff and kids can run a service and kids can help and honestly touch adults too right absolutely yeah that's amazing I love those thoughts Tell me, um, do you guys like Restoration Church? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, what you bring us to other churches, that's like the worst thing. Not because like we, not because other churches are bad, just because we grew up in this church, we know everything. Like it's basically our home. Not even that, but when you make us go to other churches, like they're good, but I feel like just Restoration is different because... I mean, it's like a community here, I guess. It's our When I went there, so I'm not going to say names because I've been to some good churches. But like when I go to them and I I like to take notes of like, what could restoration do that this person does? And I feel like there's a lot of things, but it's a lot of things that there's a lot of things we have that they don't. And it's just, it's a lot different. Anything to add, Emma? I've been to a lot of churches and none of them ever felt like home. They're always like, you have to fit into a certain mold to be able to be accepted in this church. But I feel like restoration, it's room for growth. You can be yourself. I feel like those special events are where, what, like, like next gen, like some kids like just feel like, oh, I can't do this. But then they're going on the stage. I thought I'm never going to preach, but like I went on the stage today and preached. Yeah, it was great. So how, what percentage of your sermon did you write by yourself? All, All of, it. of it. All of it. I think that's a good thing to note because people Actually, could think that I wrote the sermon and had you guys preach it, but no, you guys wrote that. Go. You that's what something? happened. So last year we talked about, did, you, did my dad write it? And because people probably thought, oh my goodness, you definitely, Pastor Nate wrote this sermon. It was not them. And they could be thinking that right now. I'm not going to this this service because Pastor Nate wrote these sermons. And he's making kids preach it. And just to think, well, honestly, we all wrote this. 
And we got together one time, talked about what we needed to do, and we all wrote it and said to my dad, he looked at it, and we he gave us more stuff to write about. Yeah, so we talk about, because we did go through a process together, because I remember the I remember the first time I had to write a sermon. I don't know if it was the first time I had to write a sermon, but I was doing an internship in Vermont, and I was told, hey, you're going to preach to the youth group. And I remember working on the sermon for four hours and then crying and telling my girlfriend, I don't know how to write a sermon. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> Your girlfriend? Who? Your it wasn't mom. Mom was like... Hey, I'm, hold on for a second. Asher, why are you laughing at me? Because there's kids screaming. Oh, I thought you were laughing at me. I'm like, I, I was trying to work on a sermon. I started crying. And then you start laughing. I'm like, thanks for the compassion, dude. Next time you fall and skin your... Next time you try to learn to ride a bicycle and crash, I'm just going to stop and take a picture of you. You did that already. <laughs> um, you have done that before. The... Uh, so I remember just panic. Like, I, I can't figure out, like, I know what I want to say, but I can't figure out how to to, to do it. And being like, and, and also I felt a lot of pressure because I wanted to impress the guy who asked me to preach. And I wasn't thinking about preaching God's word. You're going on I was thinking about pride. impressing the my leader. So I still remember that sermon because eventually I'm like, I don't know how to do it. I'm just going to do what I need to do. And I preached about how to lose friends. And in, um, which I may preach on a Sunday here because I've always wanted to re-preach that. But I talked about, um, there's a lot of Psalms and Proverbs that say like, a man who does this will have no friends. And I'm like, that's perfect. <laughs> and just obviously it was like a backward sermon. But But it was really hard for me to do. So, we worked through it. So what was the first step of the process that we did? Anybody we remember? We got together. We got together and we, and we, we had homework. It, it wasn't bad homework. It was like, write down like... Asher, you shouldn't say homework. You should say work. Well, work. we call it homework because everybody understands that language. Follow-up work. So go ahead, Asher. Like the We had like three things to do. I forgot the three things. It was four. It was... um. Find, research translations for your Bible verse that we all had. Um, then write a story and then have an example. And the last one was find more examples from like more Bible verses. Anything you want to add in on that, Emma? Um, what was the hardest part of writing it for you, Emma? Not really having any direction. It was just kind of like, right. And I'm like, okay, we'll see if I do it right. Yeah. We we gave you, because we this series was picked out in November, October. It was picked out in October. So Romans 12, 2, let God transform you by changing the way you think. Though so this series is all about changing the way we think. Today was changing the way you think about yourself. So each of you had a different negative thought you used to think about yourself. So, um, Asher, what was the negative thought you thought about yourself? Mine was the unsuccessful kid. Up closer to your microphone. Mine was the unsuccessful kid. And what was yours, Emma? Ugly. And what was yours, Banana? The I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Yeah. And so 
that was the framework. So I wasn't like, well, what's a negative thought you think about yourself right now? But what was one that you used to think about yourself and that God changed? So what, how did God change that? I know we just preached it, but give me a recap. How did God change that thought? Like, was there a breakthrough moment? What was it? Was, it? Like I said, um, I don't. I actually have no idea. I think it was you, but I, I also think I heard it at youth convention. I, I don't remember. But it, the person said, "Don't look down on, on yourself because God made you who you are, and you're amazing." Um. So yeah, that pretty much what they said helped me, and I realized like pretty much God made me. I didn't, He didn't make not one mistake on me. I am who I am. Um. That's how like pretty much that's how God made me. So it's just really was like, if I'm not good enough, that means God made a mistake, but God doesn't make mistakes. So You each connected with that. I mean, you had different thoughts about yourself, but you each connected with that truth that um, God, didn't, God didn't send a rough draft. God didn't send someone full of flaws. God didn't make someone who's going to be perpetually unsuccessful, but he... Instead, he did something. Now, are you perfect right now? No. no. Like, Emma said something about that. About if you see flaws and you're looking like on the earth or something. Yeah. Right, yeah. I think that was an amazing point. You want to talk more about that? Um, sure. So, I was just talking about how God didn't make you flaw-filled. He made you flawless. And all the flaws that you find in yourself, you form to the pattern of the world. You're... you're what the world thinks. The world thinks this one thing is perfect, so you're gonna you're tr- gonna try and be like that. You're not listening to God. You're not listening to the truth. You're listening to the world. Yeah, what they think it's perfect. And I think that was an amazing thought because when we're comparing ourselves to other people, so some people are brilliant at division. Some people to the some people enter beauty pageants and get first place over and over and over again. Some people. Um, you know, everybody wants to be them. They seem to have no desire to be anybody else. They're like, whatever, like Elon the coolest Musk. person ever. Um, and when we take the gifts that God put in us and then compare those gifts against the gifts God put in other people, we put our mind in the patterns of this world. The pattern of the world is to compare. The pattern of the world is to belittle. The pattern of the world is to put yourself down. Or to, pet, or to lift yourself up. Thank goodness I'm not like that person. Thank goodness I don't have that, you know, thank goodness I don't have those freaky glasses like Pastor Nate does and, <laughs> and to put other people down instead of being, resting in who God made us to be, how he made us to look, the gifts and the intelligent and the IQ that he's given us and, uh, and entrusting him with the results. So some kids could look and say, I'm just not as good as Benaya, Emma, and Asher because they got up on stage and preached. So if there's a teenager or kid thinking that, what would you tell them? You could preach next year. I said that's not that's not that's not true because just because we went on stage and preached doesn't mean you can. You literally could do it. You have to sign up to do it. You have to write a it's Yeah, but like, what if they don't have that skill? Because not everybody yeah, then you have to has the skill of preach. 
So is your is, that, is no, you're no. doing something for God, then God's gonna give you God well, is gonna help you through it. So, sure. so there's a couple of things, right? So okay. or go ahead, Benai, you wanna add into that? So say like this person, they well, they just don't they maybe they don't feel called to preach. They wanna preach, but they say they feel called to singing on stage. Um, so you could be thinking these people, me, me, Emma, and Asher, they're, they're so much, but I am and Asher are so much better at me than preaching, but we're probably not as good as you as singing. You got to think about that. Maybe Emma, but all of us have our own talents. I mean, all of us, maybe have all of us have our own talents. And so we don't need to put ourselves down because God didn't give us the talents he gave someone else. Instead, we need to discover the talents that were, are within us. And then use those talents for the Lord. Fine so some arts. people are, some people are musicians. They can they learn guitar. They play guitar. Some people can sing. Some people can do art. Can preach. Yeah. Some people are great behind a computer. They do graphic design, or they or they do art, or they do lights or, or camera, or they just like to serve. Or and funny. so it don't put yourself down. Instead, discover what gifts God put in you. And that's a way to, that's another practical way to change the way you think about yourself. Mm-hmm. Right on. Mm-hmm. So anything that you guys have as a question for each other about your sermon? You like, Benai, do you think, I, or Emma, do you think I Talk in the microphone though. Do you, uh, Benai, Benai or Emma, do you think like, Anything I could like work on, like, or because I'm I'm putting this into fine art. So like, Benaya, you've done it for three years. Uh, like you, you know, like. So let me t- say what fine arts is, because not everybody knows. So fine arts is what our district, uh, our denomination does um, to help teenagers to discover their gifts. And so all these three students are gonna preach. Gonna rework their sermon because they only have a five minute time limit, and five they have minutes? to do a beginning and an ending in that five minute time minute limit. But they're gonna preach their sermon at Fine Arts, and so then we have adults who are giving them feedback on on things to improve and, and ways to grow. So like, Asher's saying, "Hey, you know, any benign Emma, any feedback I- for him right now based on this morning." Can I be honest? Yeah. Yeah, just not be not be condescending or critical. Uh, maybe make it only focused on God, I guess. Like, yeah. Like, what do you think? What what when he part said are you? Miss Harvey, well, like Miss Harvey was uh, did and she's amazing, but like Miss Harvey, help me with division. You could be like, God help me. I think one thing that he switched in it, right? What did you say about Miss Harvey and Mrs. Harvey and Mrs. Geyer? No, you can just say it to us. What do you mean, like? What did you say about them in your sermon? I was like, they, how he, how God put them in my life, and how they helped, how they helped me, and how, yeah. like, God put two people who were excellent at division. The Their own talent was the vision. Or Miss Harvey's was so they, so God put that person into my life to help me with the vision. Yeah. So I I don't I think I, I understand what you're saying, but I but I think what he said was appropriate, and um, 
those are the principal and vice principal out of the school that were doing division with you on their lunch. She's, she's the like break. student helper, like higher dean of students. Yeah, dean of students. But they were, you know, helping you every single day during your lunch break, and, or, and, and during their lunch break. Yeah, and they to were get it to click. They were, put, God put those people in my life to for those people to help me have kids in my grade in my life because I knew no one in that school. Right. It was a hard transition. Also to say, Asher got Miss Harvey to come. Yeah, the principal came. Good job, Asher. He invited Mrs. Harvey. She came to church today. Miss Geyer, but Miss Geyer couldn't come. So Miss Harvey sent her the stuff so she could watch it. Oh, awesome. And also, since I told you something, you got anything that I could work on? Um, uh, so when you're... When you're um, standing, you're kind of doing like the back and forth movement. Mm-hmm. That is your, I mean, it's, you could like, it's hard staying in one place. That's, that's, that's uh, agreeable. But um, you, um, other th- things that you can use, like Emma uses her hands, like to teach, so does my dad. So like that gets energy out, but like, so does just going back and forth makes it hard for people to understand. That's it makes people I, nervous. Yeah, I agree with you. I tried not to, but sometimes it's a habit. Yeah, it is hard. I do it too. I, I um used to always like stand on my tippy toes to like cause I to like stretch out my calves while I'm preaching. And I still occasionally do that. And now I end up I have this weird posture. When I stand and I'm like, while I'm preaching, trying to remember, there's so much going on in your head that's not yeah. even what you're preaching that you're trying to focus on. And, and yeah. The one thing that I didn't coach you guys on was having kids in the room that are going to cry and scream. I know that's what happened. Matthew was <laughs> like, and I was like, trying not to laugh. He likes, he was like, but scream. And I was trying so hard. Not to laugh. Yeah. And then the grandma like caught him and like, was like, her hand on his mouth because he was about to scream bloody murder. And too, right when it happened, yeah. I was about to get to my main point that I was about to die laughing. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, you guys did a great job dealing with those uh, difficulties. But I already, but I, from like last year and two years ago, so. Yep. And then uh, maybe it was the first year I did it where there was a lot of screaming in the background because that was also when there was a baby. What? Yeah. Tell me this. <laughs> what part of your sermon do you think resonated the most with the people when you're talking? The rough draft point. I feel like that helped. So why do you think that that was the part that clicked with the uh, with the, the church? Because I guess, I mean, I feel like that was when they were most, en- that story, oh man, that story they were most engaged and it also clicked with me. So I feel like when I said that, I feel like everyone was like, oh, shoot, this guy, he's talking about something serious. And they listened. When I was doing my main voice, um, my main point, I was, like, talking in a different tone. Like, 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 so at that, I had one part. It was, like, the end. It was, like, I, oh, uh, like, the next year came, knowing what God said last year to me and getting the all of the questions right. And then the main point came. Um, God can fix you with the way you think bad about yourself. And cool. it's just in a different tone so people know that 
It's you feel the, like that connected with the crowd, that part? It's the, Yeah, so they know it's the main point. And then after, at the end, I give like five seconds for people to think about it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to invite Naya back up to the stage. Can you give him a round of applause? Cool. Because, like, give him a time to think before the next person comes up to teach, like, say another thing. Awesome. Emma, what about for you? What part do you think, like, resonated with everybody? Or that God used? I think uh, just talking about like how I felt because people, a lot of people came up to me and like when you were talking about how you felt, I could feel it too. Like I, it was like I was there, like I was watching it. Yeah. I was kind of in your brain. Yeah, you did moment. really, you did really, really good actually. Thank Not, you. Oh, I can't say actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was teaching them right before the podcast not to finish up a statement with actually. Because usually, because that's a negative statement, not a positive statement. Like, oh, y- you cooked dinner. This dinner tasted good, actually. This, oh, this wedding wow. was you, actually good. Y- your sermon was actually good. Oh, wow. that You actually... So those are like negative so statements. Let me, anyway, let, me, let me switch it. <laughs> your, your sermon was really, really good. And um, how do I say this differently? Um, give me tips. You have ability... You have ability in your speaking, Emma, <laughs> in, in fine arts to get an invitation to go to nationals. I think you ha- you're really, um, you're really eloquent, and the way you formed your sermon was really good. So uh, you, you definitely have a, you definitely have a communication gift that God's gonna, going to continue to use. Are you uh, doing fine arts? Uh, yeah, I was planning to, yes. Are you putting your sermon in? Yeah. I think they're, like, really like that. I think so, too. That was a really good sermon. Thank you. So, guys, any anything else you want to say about church, about next-gen, about teenagers, two teenagers, to the church? Any final thoughts from you guys? Two teenagers? Uh, what? Uh, just a wide open statement. Anything else you want to say? Um, I think a way that I thought bad about myself is the unsuccessful kid. Like, and the vision I didn't get. A, the first paper I tried on, I didn't get one right. But like, you you need to focus. You need to. You need like you can't you can't try something. And you don't get a question right and go back to the thing you were just doing. Like, you, because then you're giving up. You can't give up. And, like, if you give up, then you're you're going to fall behind in the, in the stuff. Like, I fell behind in division, like, months of division. Yeah, you can't give up. That's 100%. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Homeschool, the second I got to school, I didn't, I didn't know a single thing. And like now, I'm in pre-algebra now because I didn't do anything during homeschool. But um, now that I'm like learning, God's helping me through that. I'm now moving up classes. Yeah, and props to you, not working hard. You get out of, uh, I, I don't, I forget what it's called, but you get to go to college prep classes now mm-hmm. for this semester, which is uh, more difficult in my version of the same class. So last year in my knee wall testing, I got 192. This Emma, year, oh. I got 202. That's a big difference from last year. Awesome. Emma? I think that 
doing like fine arts and next gen are really important because teenagers they don't they don't really know who they are this this stage in their life so i think going to fine arts even if they're not participating and watching seeing like all these things can really lead them in a good direction it's like and the, and i want to do what they do so i'm going to work to be able to do what they do yeah yeah i did fine arts so i preached uh in fine arts when i was 14 Me. a five minute sermon and i got no invitation to go anywhere else it just so don't worry about the grade just be concerned about getting better growing grade in your and calling. go somewhere they they like score you yeah. So don't be worried about that. Yeah. I think I got an excellent, which is like, uh, I think actually like a lower. Excellent is lower? A lower. Uh, <laughs> what? They don't want to be mean. But don't like, worry about that. Bad job. Yeah, they don't want to be like, uh, uh, I don't I don't know, future. Uh, well, I, I can't think of anything funny. If you but, get a bad grade, you don't want to turn out like my dad. So... Don't worry. Don't focus on that. Don't be like, oh, I didn't do good. No, that's not our focus. Our focus is on improving. So yeah, I, I did it in um, in preaching. I also did it in singing. I also did it in human videos, which are the most bizarre, weird things. So he didn't make it but to I any of them. But I did fine arts every year. And Wait, did you make it to nationals? Uh, for singing. Actually? Yeah, me and three girls were in a singing quartet. And we got <laughs> invitation to nationals. I still know the song. All right, here's our singing. Here's our singing moment. It was, uh, I've got a made up mind. Gonna serve the Lord each and every day. Anyway, I have almost the whole song memorized still because I <laughs> okay. practiced a lot. Teenage stuff. Uh, you- oh, and when we were in fine arts, that year fine arts was in the Plymouth building. So I was singing on stage of that Plymouth building for fine arts. Yeah. Oh, was so the Rex, youth group was the Rex don't nice back to then? The left. I won't look to the right. No distractions of any kind. All right, go. Okay, so youth group is changing to Wednesday, Wednesdays, um, six thirty to eight thirty. Starting it. today, because this, I mean, today's Sunday, but this comes out on Wednesday. Starting so Wednesday, tonight, and Wednesday's every a big location, night. Freedom Circles. Isn't it? What? Isn't Wednesday like a big night or something? Taco Wednesday. Yeah. You walk in Taco Wednesday. Yeah, Taco Wednesday. Yep. Um, Waco Wednesday. A lot of cool people are going to be there. Like everyone there is cool. Because they're serving the Lord Jesus. Not everybody goes to serving the Lord Jesus. But yep, yeah, but we can say that just for um, so people come. Yeah, that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Going to be great. So uh, we usually do book recommendations. I was the Bible. Made by Jesus. That's why you were looking your, at your stats. I look. I was looking at my book. So I have a book on there called Surviving Middle School, which I never read. I don't know why it's on my bookshelf, but you guys are welcome to use it if you want and then recommend it. Surviving Middle School? There's a book, I survived middle school. There's a book on there that I thought might be good. It's called The Grasshopper Myth by a pastor, Carl Vaders. And it talks about being too small to do anything good. And so when the Israelites had their first opportunity to pursue the, um, to get the promised land, they sent out 10 spies and there was giants in the land and they came back to like, man, there's so much food. There's so the grapes are huge. There's so much going on, but there's giants there. 
and we're like grasshoppers compared to them. And because they had that wrong view of themselves, because they thought negatively about themselves, they never were able to go get that. Just that little thing. Doesn't matter how big God is. They just thought we're like grasshoppers compared to those giants. We can't go. And they never did. I wish giants were still a thing. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I guess Alex, he's like a giant. He's yeah. like a mini giant. Yeah. That, that's his cousin. Yeah, uh, Emma. Um, A good book that my whole family's reading is Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. Mm. We're, we're not too far into the book, but it's... Cool. Like, Do you remember who the author is? Uh, Louis Giglio. Awesome. I, I know that guy. Didn't we just watch a movie about him? No, that was uh, Greg Laurie. There's a movie coming out, the Jesus Movement. Jesus Revolution. We, Jesus Revolution starring Kelsey Grammer. It's already out. It's in the movies. Oh, yeah, we watched that. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. We recommend that for sure. But oh, that yeah. guy I've heard on Air One, they said, Louis Giglo, and then he talks. Yeah, he's a pastor, leader of the Passion Conference. So guys, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of each of you. Uh, to everybody that was on the band today, Isaiah, uh, Vance, uh, killed it. So if you, if you if you didn't get a chance to watch the Dover stream, check out Isaiah playing acoustic guitar. It is so cute. It was amazing. I, amazing. I, I, they had him hooked up and everything. He was playing every chord. He didn't play a single chord, but th besides the point, he was amazing. He just did such a great job. And um, yeah, to everyone at our church, thanks for giving space for the next gen to use their gifts. Thanks for showing out in force, cheering them on. And we'll see you, everybody, on Wednesday night. Wait, any any teenager that wants to do it, um, you can. What, fine arts? No. Oh, oh preaching? preaching next year. Yeah, I mean, we... I don't remember when we started having youth leaders ask, like in December, maybe, who's interested, who's interested. And finally, um, we got down to you three guys. But Girl and We girl. couldn't do 20 people, but... Next year, they're going to have so many kids that I can't even do it. Hopefully. Hopefully, actually. And we'll do, a whole, we'll do it for a month. Everyone have one minute. Hopefully. We have like 100 kids, two months, two months of just kids reaching. That would be so fun. All right. Love you guys. Love you, church. Have Love a good day. Love you. Bye.